Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Jatillo Coster. So raise your hand if you're confused and overwhelmed by all the Google platforms, analytics, tag manager, search console, optimize, merchant center, data studio. Raise your hand if you've never even heard of some of these. What I've seen from working one-on-one with clients in their e-commerce businesses is that it's kind of a mixed bag. Most of you know some, but don't necessarily fully understand what they're for and how to use them. And then some of you have never even heard of these platforms. And I have found that there are varying levels of proficiency out there. So today we're going to go through all the Google tools available to e-commerce store owners, what they're for, and what you should be doing with them. There is a freebie this week that will have a recap of all of these tools, what they're for, and links to important reference articles and things like that to help you get set up and start taking advantage of these in your business. So you'll want to go to ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 17, or you can get the link in the show notes. We have a lot to cover today, so let's jump right in with Google Tag Manager. Now, how many of you have things like Google Analytics and a Facebook Pixel installed on your website? You probably have those along with a bunch of other tracking codes from different platforms so that they can all track the activity on your website. One of the biggest issues with this is that it can get really messy and confusing in the code of your website. And if you ever change or upgrade your theme, which you should be periodically upgrading, by the way, you will have to make sure that all of that code and all of those tracking pixels get moved to the new version of your theme. Because if you miss one, the tracking functionality is gone. Google Tag Manager is the solution to this problem. Essentially, it allows you to to install just one code on your site, the code for Tag Manager specifically, and then all of your other tags get installed into Google Tag Manager. So your Google Analytics, your Facebook Pixel, any heat mapping software you use, things like that. It can seem a little overwhelming when you first get into the Google Tag Manager platform, but it's a lot simpler than it looks. And like I said, there's going to be resources for you in that guide on how to actually get it set up. So don't worry about that. It'll all be there for you. Speaking of Google Analytics, we're going to talk about that next. I'm sure most of you have heard of this and some of you have maybe even installed it. But from what I've seen, a lot of you don't really use it. When you're just getting started in your business and you're only using the analytics in your e-commerce platform, that's fine. But you should always get Google Analytics installed from the very beginning because it can't collect data retroactively. 
So even if you never look at it, you never go in there, you should have it installed from day one. And the reason why you want to use Google Analytics over your e-com platform is because it gives you way more data than even the highest Shopify plan is going to give you. You can manipulate reports to dig deeper into your data and figure out things like whether or not your blog posts are generating revenue, what pages on your website are the most valuable, and where you're losing most of your visitors and way more than that. If you really want to understand what is growing and hindering your business, Google Analytics is the best way to do that. Additionally, it's much more accurate in terms of reporting overall. So often I see very big discrepancies between Shopify and GA when it comes to reporting on traffic sources like social and email marketing, for instance. So it may look like email isn't driving revenue according to Shopify, but then Google Analytics will tell a much different story. Also, when it comes to figuring out what marketing activities are driving the most business for you, Google has a few different ways that you can look at this. And before we go into this too deeply, I'm going to give you a little vocab lesson. Have you ever heard the word attribution? It sounds fancy, but all it really means is to what marketing activity is this revenue being attributed to? Who's getting credit for the sale? Was it an email, an ad? Did the customer come direct to your website? By default, Google goes by something called last click attribution, which means whatever the last action someone took before they made a purchase is where Google will credit the sale. But it's rare that a customer only engages with you once before finally making their purchase. In fact, they'll likely engage with you many more times than that. For instance, let's say someone finds you on Instagram goes to your website and browses around. Then they sign up for your email list. They receive an email from you, go to your website again, browse around, and then leave. Then you hit them with a retargeting ad on Facebook where they finally come back and buy your product. According to the regular Google reports, the retargeting ad gets the credit for the sale. So when you're looking at your analytics, you may think like, hmm, Instagram and email, it's not even really doing anything for me. Maybe I should scale back on those two things and save myself some time. But both of those engagements were an important part of the buying process in this example. And the good news is that Google does have a way for you to track that. There are a few different attribution models that you can look at in GA, like first click, for instance that would have given the credit to Instagram, but that can all get a little complicated and overwhelming. There is a super cool report though called Assisted Conversions that will show you how each channel contributed to your overall revenue. So while maybe Instagram doesn't have a lot of direct revenue, right? It's not the last action someone took. You might see that they assist in almost every sale and that that's where the majority of your new customers are actually discovering you for the first time. So it's going to be important for you to continue doing that. And you may find something similar to email where that's always sort of the second or third touch point. When it comes to the availability of reports and analytics that Google has, that's really just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much value in the platform, and I promise you it's worth the work to set it up and learn how to use it. 
Speaking of Google Analytics, there's a much lesser known tool called Google Data Studio, which lets you create visual dashboards of your Google Analytics data. Yes, GA has its own dashboard builder, so you can create cards for the reports you look at the most, but Data Studio provides much more flexibility and customization. There are even templates you can import that other people built, so you don't have to build your dashboard from scratch. It's pretty cool and self-explanatory. It's a dashboard tool. The next one is Google Search Console. And this one is one of the biggest mysteries to most e-commerce entrepreneurs from what I've experienced so far. But it's super valuable and it's free, just like the other ones I've mentioned. So what is Google Search Console anyway? It basically tells you how your website appears and performs in Google, specifically in terms of SEO or search engine optimization. It will tell you your average organic rankings for different keywords, which pages on your website rank the best, and how fast or slow your website loads, a very big factor in SEO. It's a really great way to see what keywords you are already ranking for so that you can prioritize what to focus on. So for instance, if you see that you're ranking on page two of search results for a keyword that has a lot of potential to drive revenue for you, you can focus on building content around that keyword to get yourself up to page one before you focus on something you show up on page 10 for, as an example. This is one of those tools that you want to install from day one of having your store. It's going to take a bit to build up some data, and you should focus on SEO from the beginning at least a little bit because it can take a while before you reap the benefits of all your efforts because SEO takes time. So the sooner you get started, the sooner you're going to see results. If you want to learn more about SEO and how to do it, listen to episode six of the podcast because I go much more in depth on what it is and how to do it. And that link will be in the show notes. The next tool is Google Ads, and it's exactly that, Google Ads. It used to be called AdWords. This is a platform you use to run search ads, display ads, or remarketing ads on Google. I know a lot of people are afraid of Google Ads, and of course, the tech side of it can be overwhelming, and if you don't really know what you're doing, you can certainly burn through money quickly. But When you're running search ads on Google, it's based on what people are actually typing into the Google search bar. So it can be very lucrative. The customer is saying, hey, I want this thing. Who has it? If you wanted to ramp up brand recognition and catch the customer earlier in the buying cycle, you can also do display ads. These are going to have the lowest overall ROI, but because you're still able to target the type of interests and locations that your ad shows, they could still be viable for your business. The highest ROI, just like on social ads, will definitely be remarketing or retargeting. You can do this in Google just like social. You can target people who have already visited your website but left without making a purchase. You can show these ads on YouTube and Gmail and all across the internet and even on apps through the Google Display Network. And the Google Display Network reaches over 90% of internet users. So you can be sure you're going to be in front of your target customer. Now, as a product-based e-commerce business, if you really want to take your ads to the next level, you're going to want to use Google Merchant Center. This is how you get your actual product listings in Google Shopping and dynamic remarketing. 
Let's dive into this a little bit more. So Google Merchant Center itself is basically, it just holds your product data feed. Then you link it to Google Ads in order to use those products in either shopping ads or dynamic remarketing. There are also true view video ads and local inventory ads, but we're going to focus on the first two as they're the most relevant to the majority of you listening. I'm sure most of you already know what Google Shopping ads are. Those are the products that show up often at the top of your Google search results and under the Google Shopping tab. And up until just a few months ago, all Google Shopping results were paid. But Google recently went back to its roots by making Google Shopping organic with the opportunity for you to boost your performance by paying for ads. So now it works more like regular Google search works. You have a page of organic results with a few paid slots available. If you're running remarketing ads through Google and you want them to be dynamic based on the product a customer was viewing on your website, you'll need to have Google Merchant Center with your product feed. So If you've ever viewed a product on someone's website and then seen an ad for it in Gmail or wherever else you are on the internet, that is a dynamic remarketing ad. The last tool is Google Optimize. And this is really for our more advanced e-commerce businesses. Google Optimize lets you run A-B tests on your website to optimize the user experience with the goal of driving more revenue. A very simple example of this would be testing the color of your add to cart button. But like I said, this is really for more advanced businesses who are already in a groove with everything else they're doing and have the basics of e-commerce already solid. If you're still struggling to get traffic, haven't nailed down your overall processes and inventory flow, don't have a solid email marketing program, like all the testing in the world isn't going to give you a profitable business. So when is the right time to think about this? When you've got all your other marketing and operations ducks in a row? Or when you're investing a lot into advertising and you want to be able to test different landing pages for those coming through your ads. Remember that setting up, running, and analyzing these tests takes work. So if it's not something you can outsource, you already feel spread really thin, or there are other basic things you're neglecting in your business, this is only going to distract you from the items that are more important. This truly is next level stuff. Now, if you are at that level and think it could be a good next step for you, what can you really do with it? First thing to know is there are other site optimization and personalization tools out there. Google Optimize is the only one I know of that you can actually get started with for free. There is a paid version of Google Optimize for more advanced functionality, but when you're just getting started with this, the free version will be fine. So what can you actually test? There's the few that I've already mentioned, like the color of your add to cart button. If you're running ads, you can test landing pages against each other, either by just changing one element, changing out a photo, or you can split the URL so they get completely different layouts and designs. One of my favorite ways to use a tool like this is by actually personalizing the content the user sees when they land on your website. So for instance, let's say you have a clothing store and you are selling winter coats. Maybe you want to show a banner featuring your winter coats to those visitors who live in cold climates. 
But for visitors from Southern Florida or Southern California, maybe you just want to show them your long sleeve tees instead. You can even change the order of the links in your navigation bar. So this can be especially helpful if you have a wide assortment of product or sell to a few different customer avatars. I've actually seen this in action many times. So back in the day, one of my colleagues and I were doing some competitive research. We were both in our own offices on our computers and talking over the phone about the competitor navigation menu. We were redoing hours and looking at some competitors to see how they handled a few different issues we were running into. He was talking to me about the order of the navigation, and I was looking at something completely different than him. Whether it was just a general A-B test or personalized to us as the user, I'm not sure. Our behavior on the site was obviously skewed because we were navigating like competitors, not customers. But it was really, really cool to see. And considering that we read left to right, it makes sense that resorting your navigation menu based on the person and putting what they are most likely to click on at the front of the menu could be really powerful and help them get where they're going much, much faster. And sometimes maybe you just want to do something a little bit simpler, like testing a couple different headlines or images to see which one gets the best engagement. There's really an endless number of tests that you can run. You're really only limited by your imagination. Whenever you do get to the point where you're ready to start testing things, start small and go slow. This takes time, energy, and effort to do. So make sure you're either really committed to it or you just want to focus on testing one thing like your ad landing pages. There is an entire discipline related to conversion rate optimization. So this is not a fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. So I want to do a quick recap for you. And let's talk about the ones that you should be focusing on at a minimum. And I'm going to kind of put them in priority order. So the first three that you should be using from the beginning, and even if you're not actively using them, you want them installed and set up. And that is Google Tag Manager to hold all your tracking scripts, Google Analytics so that you can track the stats for your business and the health of your website, and Google Search Console for how you show up in Google Search. When you're ready to really start digging into your metrics and you want to be able to visualize that, start using Google Data Studio. The good news with this one is while it takes a bit to get set up in the beginning, it's just a dashboard of reports. So it's there for you to view anytime you want. The next tool would be Google Merchant Center, especially since the majority of Google shopping ads are now organic. And then when you're ready to boost your visibility on Google, you can dive in with Google Ads. The last tool would be Google Optimize. And I'd save that sort of testing and optimization for when you're already a full-fledged profitable business. The other thing to keep in mind here is you need enough people to run through each test before it's statistically relevant. So it doesn't make sense to do this in the very beginning. Don't forget, grab this week's freebie, ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 17. It's going to have a breakdown of all the tools, what they're used for, a roundup of links for you to learn more about what they do and how to implement and use them. And once you start diving into these and 
really taking advantage of the tools that are out there for you is when you really start stepping into that e-commerce badassery level. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for hanging out and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.